Crime and Court USA is independently funded and is made possible by listeners like you. If you would like to support the show, please head to patreon.com slash crimeandcourtusa and make a monthly pledge that's right for you. Thank you for your support of unbiased and independent news content. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of Crime and Court USA. I'm recording this on September 15th, 2021. I'm your host, Mundo Carrillo. I hope you guys are doing well. Me, I've been all right. I've been like super sleepy lately. <laughs> I, um, yeah, so I'm taking this medication for all these, you know, issues I've been having with my brain and whatnot. And um, I've also been taking allergy medicine because my allergies get really bad, especially in the fall. And it's, I don't know, pretty much fall here in New Mexico. So I don't know, I think it's the combination of the two that's making me super sleepy. So the last few days, I've just been like super out of it. And I've been sleeping like 30 hours a day. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's about the most exciting thing that's been happening to me. So <laughs> I hope you guys are having a much, a much better time. But the football season is upon us. Hell yeah. Chargers are 1-0, baby. <laughs> Undefeated, son. Oh, man, we're going to be champions. You know what I'm saying? No, the whole the whole AFC West is 1-0, so I'm not a big fan of that. But I don't think it matters anyway. I think the Chiefs are going to run away with it, as they normally do. I hope the Chargers finish second, maybe sneak into the playoffs. I don't know. The Raiders looked okay the other night. The Broncos, I mean, they beat the Giants. whoop de do. Who cares? I think they're going to finish last. Um, so it might be a battle between the Raiders and the Chargers for second place in the division. I don't know, and just in general, too early to tell who's going to be really good. The Eagles looked pretty good, you know? I don't know. There were a lot of teams that looked okay. The Rams, I'm excited about Matthew Stafford being on the Rams. You know, I think I think Stafford's better than people think he is, and he was on a pretty bad team in Detroit, so I'm excited to see him in L.A. and see what he could do with the Rams. Anyhow... This is, of course, a show about uh, crime and court news. So this week, I want to talk about the Texas abortion ban. I know I'm a little late to that party, but, uh, you know, I just want to do an episode that really examines the documents. In this particular case, I want to look at the actual bill that was passed in Texas. I want to look at some of the lawsuits that were floating around. I want to look at the Supreme Court opinion on the matter. So let's just get right into it. Back in May... The Texas state legislature passed a law that outlawed abortion after six weeks, and it was set to take effect on September 1st. In July, several abortion providers filed the lawsuit in federal court to block the law from taking effect, and those plaintiffs in that case then filed an emergency petition with the Supreme Court. That did not go their way, as the high court voted 5-4 to four to send the law back down to the lower courts instead of outright ruling that it was unconstitutional. And since then, the Justice Department has filed a lawsuit against the state of Texas and wants the federal courts to immediately stop the enforcement of this law. So let's get right into Senate Bill 8 that was passed in Texas on May 18th. It is also known as the Texas Heartbeat Act. It makes it illegal for a woman to get an abortion if a heartbeat is detected unless the mother's life is in danger. And notably, it does not make any exceptions for mothers who are the victim of rape or incest. 
the law is novel and that it is exclusively enforced through private civil litigation. In fact, no government agency is allowed to take any legal action against someone who aids and abets in the performance of an abortion and under the law. Civil action can be taken against anyone who performs or induces an abortion, knowingly aids or abets in the performance or induction of an abortion, and that includes paying for or reimbursing the cost of the abortion, including through insurance or otherwise. So under this law, it seems like insurance companies can get sued as well. And if the person who filed the lawsuit prevails, then the court shall award statutory damages, quote, not less than $10,000 for each abortion that was performed. So at least $10,000 will be awarded to the uh, to the person who files the lawsuit if they succeed. And the court shall also award legal fees and attorney fees. Now, if an abortion is performed due to a medical emergency, the medical provider must provide a written document that explains why there was a medical emergency and they must explain the rationale behind their decision to perform the abortion. And the final section of the act goes into a lot of detail about what needs to be explained by the physician. And so that was passed by the state in May and in July, Whole Women's Health and other abortion providers in Texas filed a lawsuit in federal court against several Texas state government officials, including judges, clerks, basically anyone who would be involved in kind of implementing the law and stuff. And they did that to block the law from taking effect. And in late August, the plaintiffs, the, the proportion dividers, filed an emergency petition with the Supreme Court to get the law blocked. The high court spent less than three days on the case and didn't hear any oral arguments before issuing its opinion just before midnight on September 1st. Usually the Supreme Court takes a little bit more time. They're a little bit more deliberative in making these kinds of decisions. But in this case, they just kind of issued a a quick uh, opinion. And um, let's get right into that. Also, the timing of just before midnight on September 1st, little strange, but I guess they wanted to, um, I don't know, that, that was the same day the law took effect. So I'm guessing they wanted to make their ruling that same day. So I'm guessing that's why it came out a very strange, that is a strange time. I'm sorry, just right before midnight, that, that's a little weird. But uh, anyways, let's get in to that Supreme Court opinion, shall we? So again, the, the court voted five to four to deny the emergency application to block the law. The majority said the petitioners, who was Whole Woman's Health and all the rest, did not meet their burden for a court to issue a stay. In other words, a stay is just to issue a a block, uh, saying, quote, it is unclear whether the named defendants in this lawsuit, again, all the Texas government officials, can or will seek to enforce the Texas law against the applicants in a manner that might permit our intervention. End quote. The opinion goes on to say, quote, in light of such issues, we cannot say the applicants have met their burden to prevail in an injunction or stay application. In reaching this conclusion, we stress that we do not purport to resolve definitively any jurisdictional or substantive claim in the applicant's lawsuit. In particular, this order is not based on any conclusion about the constitutionality of Texas's law and in no way limits other procedurally proper challenges to the Texas law, including in Texas state courts. End quote. The majority opinion is unsigned, so we don't know who actually wrote it. With court uh, rulings with, when you get to the higher courts, like appeals courts and Supreme Courts, where more than one judge kind of signs on to an opinion, usually one person still writes that. So in this case, we don't know which one of those five judges who voted 
uh, to reject this. Uh, we don't know which one actually wrote this. And so th this opinion is actually 12 pages long in total, but only the first about page and a half are dedicated to the majority. So they didn't say much. They just kind of said, this is rejected, right? So the rest of it, 10 plus pages, are dedicated to the dissenting justices, and they had a lot to say. Mostly they uh, didn't like, they said that uh, it was unconstitutional. It flies in the face of about 50 years of precedent, starting with Roe v. Wade, which was in the early 70s, so just about 50 years ago, right? That, that, that case decided that it was constitutional for a woman to get an abortion. So the dissenting justices are saying that it undoes that, and they don't really seem to like how Texas is leaving it up to its citizens to enforce the law. For example, Chief Justice John Roberts said, quote, the desired consequence appears to be to insulate the state from responsibility for implementing and enforcing the regulatory regime. Justice Sonia Sotomayor said, quote, in effect, the Texas legislature has deputized the state's citizens as bounty hunters, offering them cash prizes for civilly prosecuting their neighbors' medical procedures. She went on to say, quote, it cannot be the case that a state can evade federal judicial scrutiny by outsourcing the enforcement of unconstitutional laws to its citizenry. So in reading this entire opinion, it seems like both the majority and the dissenters kind of focused on this idea of the citizens enforcing the law. Like, for example, the majority said that they don't know if they can intervene because technically the state's not enforcing it, right? District attorneys, attorney generals, whoever, the normal kind of prosecutors that prosecute these things aren't prosecuting. They're, they're not taking the legal action themselves, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert in this kind of stuff, but possibly as some kind of loophole to avoid responsibility, that seems to be what the dissenters are saying, that this is some kind of loophole or something like that to avoid any kind of responsibility. So again, it really centers on this idea, not, not just the constitutionality. Of course, the dissenters did say that this was unconstitutional. But again, the, the theme here that, that I'm seeing is this idea of letting the citizens enforce the law instead of the, the state government itself. And so on September 9th, the U.S. Department of Justice, in other words, the Biden administration, filed a lawsuit against the state of Texas, and it wants the court to find Senate Bill 8 invalid and unconstitutional and prevent Texas from enforcing the law. And finally, on Tuesday, September 14th, the Justice Department asked a federal judge to temporarily block the enforcement of the law while the case plays out in federal courts, right? So they filed a lawsuit, but those take a long time to play out. So a few days later, they filed an emergency petition to get the law blocked while their other lawsuit plays out. So that seems to be where we're at right now. And as far as the, the ramifications of this case for, for the rest of the country, some people believe that Roe v. Wade that that is in trouble. And many believe Texas created the blueprint for other states to pass similar laws, which, you know, that, that seemed obvious as soon as this law was passed that, well, who else is going to get on this, right? Especially after the Supreme Court didn't really uh, do much to strike it down. Well, they didn't do anything to strike it down. Um, you know, it calls into question what well, other states are going to draft similar laws. And, you know, I just have to say, I'm not going to get into the whole, you know, morality uh, of getting an abortion or whatever, but just just the way this law is written in Texas and giving exclusive enforcement rights through civil action, it's just obvious that the state is trying to avoid any kind of responsibility in this. You know, oh no, we're not, 
we're not enforcing this law. We're, we're leaving it up to the citizens to do it. And of course, this is not over. There are still federal lawsuits at play here. The, the women's health lawsuit still in play. Now the Justice Department lawsuit is still in play. So we'll see. The, the Supreme Court didn't definitively strike it down. As I said earlier, I, I read in the majority opinion. But I don't know. Some people still t- seem to think that uh, you know abortion rights are in trouble in this country. So we will definitely follow this one and see where it goes. That is about all for this week. You guys, please share the show with your friends, share it with your enemies. Give it a nice review on iTunes, if you don't mind. I would greatly appreciate that. You can also check us out on Facebook, on Twitter. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash USA. I appreciate you guys listening. I really do. And I will catch you guys next week. My name is Mundo, and I'm out. Peace.